This is episode 206 of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today, Nikeshi Esan of ahiastudio.com joins me on the show and we talk about how to optimize your product pages on Shopify for more sales. So let's get started. This is the e-commerce Coffee Break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today, we want to talk about the most important page in your online store, the product detail page. Now, obviously, all the traffic that goes there should convert into a customer at the end of the day. And there's a lot of things that go into to make a successful product detail page. And that's what we want to talk about today. So with me on the show is Nkechi Esan. She is a specialist when it comes to designing pages. She is a web designer and founder of Ahai Studio. And she is dedicated in helping e-commerce business owners boost their online sales through engaging web design, email marketing, and everything that comes with it. She has a ton of experience when it comes to product detail pages, and we want to dive into this a little bit deeper now. And Keiji, how are you today? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Let's dive right into it. Product detail page. That's a 700-pound gorilla in the e-commerce business. A lot of people struggle to make it really work, and then they see low conversion rates. So let's start and give me a bit of a background. Why is it so important to put a lot of effort into optimizing this specific page? Thank you, Klaus. Well, I'm glad to be discussing about product detail pages. So they're, as you said, they're a very key part of your Shopify store because as an e-commerce store owner, you've worked hard to bring traffic to your page, which can be daunting and expensive. And when you, your customer has proceeded to the product detail page, at that point, they're interested in a product. They want to find out more about the product. And the key thing that the product detail page needs to do is to convince the customer to add to cart. And if the customer steps away at that point, you're definitely not as close to making a sale. So the more customers click on the add to cart button, the more closer you can get them towards making the final sale. Now, Shopify is offering a lot of themes, a lot of free themes. And then as a beginner, as a starter in the Shopify universe, you might think, well, there should be everything on this template, on this theme that I need to get started. But let's dive into what are the different elements that really make a good product detail page? Yeah, great question. So before even looking at those elements, it's important, I think, to know the stats on a product detail page. So if you have a store, knowing what, how many customers are adding to cart, because then you have a goal in mind and you say, okay, the average rate is between three to 5%. Where do I stand? And then you have a goal for improving your product page over a certain amount of time. So I just wanted to discuss that before I go into the different things that you have, that you can do to your product page to improve conversions. So the first one I would say is high quality product images and video. Very key. Well, I can go into more detail why it's important. It's so important because when customers are shopping online, the trust is not as high as when a customer goes into a brick and mortar store. 
So they need to get a feel for the product. And you achieve that a lot with the high quality imagery and showcasing the product in different way as being used by the customer, lifestyle shots, showcasing the product from different angles. I know I've gone to some online stores and I'm trying to get more of a sense of the product, a feel for the product, but the images aren't enough. Like I just have one image or one image that's not very well lit. So that to me shows it's so important to have good product images and invest in that. And video is also a good way to show your product in use. If it's a dress, how does it move and how does it hang on the customer? And that video can definitely show a lot more. So yeah, that's one way to improve conversions on your store. 100% agree. Back in the past few years ago, we saw a lot of stores, dropshipping stores who just copy and paste the images from Alibaba, AliExpress, complete nightmare. From time to time, I see it still, but I 100% agree with you. You need to have professional made, very good product images. And what I liked what you said is that they're also in the hands of the customer so that it gives you an idea on the sizing on the person when it comes to fashion, how it looks on the person. Now let's move on to the next element, the buyer's box. So we start from the title and what elements do we look at? Yeah, what elements? Well, there's the image. I've talked about that. Then the product description is also a very key area. The product title, the copy, and information about the product. So it's very important to make sure that you include marketing copy and SEO copy. So marketing copy is engaging information about the product and perhaps where you can, how you can use the product, how it inspires the customer to buy the product. That SEO copy is copy to make sure that the search engine understand what the product's about, make it easier for your customer to find the product during a, a Google search. So those two things are important. And I also want to add that I see great brands like Magic Spoon. I really love Magic Spoon the cereal and the way their website is built and the way that they provide product descriptions. So using inventive ways, using images of like food e-commerce stores could use images and engaging ways to show the product description. It doesn't have to be all text. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so using innovative and inventive ways to describe your products can really make it more compelling for the customer and make them more willing to buy. Mm -hmm. When it comes to buy from a website, and you mentioned that earlier in a store, you have a physical feeling of the product, but also for the business, for the brand itself. Building trust is a very important topic there. What kind of elements yes. do you use to build up trust? Yeah, great question there. Everything from the images to the product description, video can build trust, but also some things that can really increase trust is trust badges from trusted brands like Judge Me, seeing that there's reviews as well. Product reviews from customers are a great way to build trust and make the customer more willing to make that purchase. So user-generated content is definitely something that's important there? Yes, user-generated content. What's your take on scarcity, urgency, fear of missing out? Are these elements that you would use on a product detail page? And if yes, in which way? Yeah, great question. Yeah, scarcity can be used well on a product description page. Like knowing that there's only 
say two or three left of a part, particular product and showing the stock counters, showing uh, something to show that it's almost running out or it's a limited edition. It's not going to be available for some time. Those kind of things on a product page highlighted can increase conversion. I also loved some FOMO apps like just showing that someone else has bought, someone else in Florida just bought this. As you're looking on the product page, seeing who's buying the products can be a great way to build trust and get the customer wanting to take part as well, not miss out. Okay. Now you're a web designer. You obviously see a lot of stores, websites, designs that are probably not 100% on top. From your experience, what are the biggest mistakes when it comes to web design by creating a theme for a product page or for a store overall? How do you solve them? Well, great. That's a big one. Well, I think one mistake is strategy. One key mistake is strategy and designing without strategy in mind and just stepping back and understanding the customer, understanding what the goals are for the website. Because I think sometimes e-commerce store owners, they just want to get online and make their sales, but how to make the sales and also knowing why am I putting this item there? What would a formal app be appropriate for my brand? Depends on what type of brand it is, what you're selling and whether you're say in a luxury industry or it all depends. So I think the one key thing is having a strategy and knowing why you are making certain changes. That's one thing. Another mistake I would say is a, a cluttered design. I do see that sometimes. A cluttered design or a design that's not unified. Like having your branding done before designing your website is a key thing that maybe e-commerce store owners that might be starting out may not have done, but bigger brands definitely do that. But Small to medium businesses, not so much. So that's another mistake that I see that I think is important to have a unified brand and consistent design across pages. Okay. I love that you know, in the beginning you said first step before you even start is looking at the KPIs, at the conversion rates, click-through rates, and all of that. I think it's a very important yes. thing to do. When you work on a page, on a product detail page, how do you work from there with the data. So once you have a first data, how do you take it from there? What's your advice to the business owner on how to continue collecting data? Well, how to start is using things like Google Analytics and checking your Shopify analytics page. I don't know if I'm going too far mm -hmm. behind for you. And then when you have the data, looking at it from month to month, comparing periods is helpful. So seeing whether the figures are trending up or trending down and then looking at your uh, peers in the industry benchmarks to see how do you compare with the usual because you might want a 50% conversion rate on your product page. But if the usual is 5%, then that might be a hard one to reach. So knowing the benchmarks across the industry is helpful. And if you are in the apparel industry, knowing what the benchmarks are for your particular industry, does for your niche, that is very helpful. And then with that, you can have some goals and say, okay, what do I want to achieve in the next period? And then have a strategy for reaching those goals. Another thing I want to add is that when testing product page conversion and trying to optimize 
one thing at a time is important because you want to be able to know whether the change you made was responsible for the increase in your conversion. Because if you change five things at a time, it can be hard to know what worked. So it's really important to take the testing one step at a time. So that also means that it could take some time depending on what it is you're trying to test. Makes perfect sense. Now, how is your onboarding process? So somebody comes with their store, with their theme to you and says, eh, it's not really converting. Please help me. How does that look like? Okay, my onboarding process. First of all, I have a free discovery call with the client. I try to understand what they're trying to achieve. I check out their page, check out their social, and then I make a proposal to them based on what kind of services I think that they need. And once the customer approves the proposal and we are good to go, I then start with the strategy. So it's very important to me to work with customers on strategy and understand why they want to get where they want to get, what are the key KPIs that we're going to focus on. And after the strategy, then we, then only then do we go into the design content collection. And then we design the website or the portion of the website I'm working on. And after that, analyze to see what the customer behavior is like and what we've learned and take our learnings to the next step. It might be that some new, some more changes need to be made. I always say marketing is a lot as an experiment. So you have your hypothesis, but only when you take it to market and get the customers using the page that you do learn a lot. You might learn something that you didn't expect. That's my process in a nutshell. Okay. How long does this whole process usually work time-wise? Well, my Shopify intensive is, it actually takes a week, but that week is the build. So there is time needed beforehand to have the strategy meeting, collate the copy and information from the client and the content and all that. So it depends on how fast I can get all of that together. And so I would say it could take four to eight weeks, depending on how long it takes to get all that content. But the build time is about a week. It's about a week. Okay. Now there's a lot of different verticals and industries and also obviously direct to customer B2B. Who's your perfect customer? My perfect customer is a B2C client who has an e-commerce store and needs to sell more on their store. Okay. Cool. Very good. Where do you think Shopify will move towards? You see a lot of artificial intelligence coming in. Things will be taken over from this technology. Do you think that Shopify merchants in the future will have more virtual assistants or more, not virtual assistants, artificial intelligence helping them in their business or will it still be a manual business? Yeah, it's such an exciting time, isn't it? Like I use chat GPT myself and it's so helpful to me, but it's exciting and it's scary at the same time. So that's a great question. It's hard to know because with new technology, it's hard to know just how far it can go. But from early indications, I see that Shopify is already adopting AI with your product descriptions. You can write your product descriptions within Shopify using AI. I've tried just to know I've tried it and I would recommend chat GPT because the Shopify AI magic descriptions aren't as robust as chat GPT, but it's a good step. 
I welcome anything that will help the customer to design faster, to get to market faster, even though I'm scared that it might make me redundant. But I think that it's a great tool. AI is a great tool to have. We'll probably be seeing some, I think that we could see some AI generated e-commerce stores in the future, but how useful and how well would they serve the client? That's hard to know. Because I've tried chat GPT and it needs that human interaction to help it along. I think it's hard to substitute for human ingenuity, the strategy, and just this is something that a human being brings into the equation. But AI is very helpful for sure. And I see it being integrated into Shopify in the future. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm using ChatGPT as well, and I think you need to have the human touch at the end of the day. No one wants to be served by a robot, so I think this will not go away anytime soon. Give me a bit of an idea, budget-wise. What's the pricing? What can I expect there? Well, my pricing starts. It's my pricing is value-based pricing, so it depends on what the customer needs and what their particular situation is. But I would say my prices start from about $2,000. Yeah, I don't like to say that this is the pricing because it, it also depends on the project and the needs of the client. Okay, perfect. Get you, where can people find out more about you? Well, thanks for asking. My website is Ahia Studio, A-H-I-A studio.com. And my email address is nk at Ahia Studio. And my Instagram is Ahia Studio as well. So good. I will put the links in the show notes as always, and you will be just one click away. Okay, thanks so much for your time today. I think a very good overview of what's needed for a good product detail page. And I hope a lot of people will reach out to you. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Klaus, for having me. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions, and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.